You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Church family, Happy New Year, and welcome back to the Church Life Podcast. So we're in the middle of a sermon series right now called First Fruits, and as a church family, we are encouraging one another to devote the first month of the year to the Lord, yeah, to give Him our first and our best, not, not our leftovers, not our least. And so I wanted to share a parable that I think is a fantastic reminder about our faith. I'm reading in Matthew's Gospel uh, today. I'm going to read a parable about a treasure that was hidden in a field, and it's followed up by a second parable that's you know, very, very similar about a man who uh, traded in pearls. So here's the, here are the two parables back to back from Jesus. These are the parables He told. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then, in his joy, he went and sold all he had and bought that field. And to the first parable, there's a man who is working in a field that he does not own. He finds a treasure, and then, in his joy, he goes out to sell everything that he has, and he buys the field. So the scenario is probably something like this. This guy's possibly a uh, sharecropper. Then he works on an estate owner's plantation. Or it's possible that he's a day laborer who's just been hired to work in a stranger's field. But in either case, this is a person that as he's plowing, uh, he hits something and looks under the earth and he finds a hidden treasure, buried treasure. And I know this seems fantastic you know, in our world, but it would not have been so crazy in his world. I'm not saying that it was likely, but very possibly this was something that was buried by somebody who was trying to keep it safe years ago and then they died or they were conquered or they you know were forced into exile or something like that and they were never able to come back and reclaim their treasure but however long this treasure has been lying there it's been undisturbed beneath the ground and nobody knew about it well this guy discovers it okay he recognizes what he what he's found but in order for him to have the treasure uh, he has to do something that's very very difficult he has to go home and he has to sell everything that he has in order to purchase the field that holds the treasure. Okay, so first of all, I, I want everybody to, to recognize that that's not a small thing to ask. The guy probably doesn't have a lot to begin with, but he's got to go home and have a conversation. And in our imagination, you know, we assume that he that he's a married guy. We don't know. We don't. I mean, he could be. A, he, we have no idea. But let's just imagine that he's married, that he's got a family, and he's going to go home and he's going to try to pitch to his wife or to his brother or to his father or to whoever that it is a reasonable action for him to sell every single thing he owns. That it's he's going to sell the plow. He's going to sell the tools. He's going to sell the extra cloak. He's going to maybe even sell the small property that he lives on. He might be selling his home. We have no idea. But he is selling everything. Maybe he's selling the family heirlooms. But this guy has a decision to make. Keep living exactly as he's living and making it. Or sell everything he has and go back. It seems like a risk, and in some ways it is, but it's a risk that pays off terrifically. 
The other thing that it says in the text is that he does this in his joy. Like while he's excited and thrilled, nobody's having to twist his arm. Uh, now, maybe he's got to convince some other people, and he's certainly still got to make you know, the big decision. But he's filled with joy while he's, while he's making this exchange. So he sells everything he has from his life, or his former life, you might say. And he goes and he buys this field. And in the field, he unearths the treasure and it changes his life forever. So Jesus tells this parable just sort of to let everybody see what the kingdom of heaven is like. That from this one angle, the kingdom is like a guy who finds a treasure that, that gives him life. Like for the rest of his life, um, his wealth, his prosperity, his peace, his, able to, to, his, his ability to care for himself and his family is going to flow from this one transaction. But it cost him everything. He couldn't keep the old life and the new life. He couldn't keep the old property and the new property. If he wanted this field and that treasure, it was going to cost him absolutely everything that he had. Okay, so I think for us as believers, that's a good reminder that maybe you grew up in the church nursery or maybe you were radically saved as a young adult. But however it is that you came into Christianity, we need to remember... That we can't live the old life and the new one. Like for us to make Jesus our king, it means that whoever used to be on that throne has got to be off. Whether it was money or power or popularity or extracurriculars or hobbies or more likely ourselves. Like we have to sell everything, give up all, and then take on the treasure. So in the parable, the guy gives up everything. He buys the field. For you as a believer, you are crucified in Christ. What a powerful way to say you are not in charge of you anymore. You've chosen to surrender and give your entire life for the glory of God. So we fool ourselves sometimes into thinking that we can sort of add our faith on to the rest of our life. You know, like I'm a Mississippi State fan and, you know, I, I enjoy all kinds of different foods and I'm a reader and I'm a plumber. Oh, yeah, and also add on to that, I follow the Lord. I follow Christ. It doesn't work that way. Jesus wants us to know from the very beginnings of the gospel that his gospel preaches that the kingdom is like a treasure in a field. And if you want his treasure... We have to surrender everything to have it. Now he's the king. And we've given up entire control of our life, surrendered to him. We don't add our faith on as one more thing. The second parable that Jesus tells basically tells the same story through a different lens. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. You know, for some of us, we stumbled into the kingdom like the man in the field. We weren't looking for it when we met somebody who told us about the gospel. For others, you were searching like the merchant searching for pearls. You wanted the the meaning of life. You were searching for purpose or peace when you discovered the gospel. But in both cases, they could not retain peace 
what they had in their old life, their old possession, and gain the kingdom. And so my encouragement for us in this first fruit series is, hey, friends, like it's totally worth it. This is a decision to make in great joy, but let's don't deceive ourselves. Like We need to, to totally belong to the Lord. We've got to give him everything. It causes everything to follow Christ. We can't just add him on. So while we're talking about first fruits in January, in reality, like this should be our lifestyle. Like God really, God really does get it all. Like He deserves all of our time and attention, our affection. Like for us, this idea of giving Him our first and our best in the first fruits this first month of the year, it honestly should be our lifestyle. And maybe it starts with remembering that when we gave our lives to Christ, we became a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. We're crucified in Christ, dead to our sins, dead also to being in charge of our lives, to our old way of life, alive to God. So as you live today in faithfulness on God's mission, whether you're headed off to fifth grade or whether you're on your way to work or whether you're wrapping up a long day or whether you're just at home today all day by yourself, I want you to remember that our gospel with King Jesus reminds us the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in a field, like a pearl of great price. When we said yes, we traded everything to have it. And, hey, it was a great choice. God bless you today. I hope the church will be faithful. Looking forward to seeing you on Sunday.